welcome to this week's guest. Can you start by telling us a bit about yourselves? Yep, my name is Susie Holding and I'm part of um, the volunteer team that works with the Best Before Cafe. And I'm Lisa Harmer and um, I'm part of Food Rescue Hub um, and we're both based in Hertfordshire. So we're quite we close. And so you're food friends then, I take it? Yeah. yeah. And so do you know each other through being sort of food friends or was you friends? But what came first, I guess, the sort of friendship or the surplus food? Surplus food. Surplus, surplus food, food came first, came absolutely. First, yeah. um, so we were well, both um, CICs were started um, quite closely together, about yeah. a year apart from each other. And um, it was to do with food waste. So we, the Best Before Cafe went um, from um, a uh, hall, a um, community hall into a retail unit. So we're now a kind of social grocery with a takeaway. And Lisa's. Yeah, and we're more of a pop-up uh, market style um, food rescue. Um, so we go out of Hitchin, um, Welling Garden City and Stevenage. Um, so Hitchin was first, and actually we, we started in a hall, yeah. um, but we now sort of pop up in three different pubs. Um, over lockdown, that kind of changed for us. We couldn't couldn't use the hall, so um, we started using pub gardens, and uh, we, we've ended up staying like that. So, so how did each of the service come about? Best before cafe. Best before cafe came about because I was. Um, I watched the film I Am Daniel Blake by Ken Loach. I then went straight to volunteer for our local food bank because of that. When I was volunteering at the food bank, I thought, how do people get hold of fresh fruit and veg? A friend of mine, I used to work at university um, just down the road. A friend of mine um, retired and she worked. She went to volunteer for the Random Cafe, which is in Watford, which does exa almost exactly the same as we all do so it's a food rescue place that shares food with the community so I thought that's a really simple premise um, it's really positive because it's about it's practical it's about rescuing perfectly edible food it's um, offering it to the community it's not about giving a handout or pe to people in need it's actually just sharing so it's a place where everybody can come absolutely and that's you know much the same as as us, um, we were founded by um, Emma Goulding um, and, and I volunteered kind of from very early days when it was set up and, sh and she set it up because she just wanted to do something for the environment, something that um, was going to deal with the problem of waste. Um, I think she'd been abroad um, to sort of North Africa and yeah, seen yeah, yeah. huge um, issues there with even if it was like plastic waste um, us sending our rubbish um, abroad and came back and was like oh gosh we need to do something about this um, and it kind of just started up as a little like project um, food rescue hub and um, I know she approached Susie and said oh what are you what are you doing yeah. at Best Before Cafe you know I want to know more and um, yeah so Emma came to us on on our first day and so tracked what we did and she and and then decided to do it for Hitchin as well. Um, and because of the, the nature of food waste pop-ups or yeah. whatever, nationally, people do it in different ways. So Emma did it her way, um, but we essentially do the same thing. It's yeah, great, absolutely. it's really nice. 
is Emma is Emma an MP? You got to excuse my ignorance. Who is Emma Goulding? Emma Goulding is in Canada at yeah. the moment. She was supposed to be on this Skype, but she can't she, she can't get onto yeah, it. She couldn't get onto it. Yeah. I right. think time, timings were wrong for her yeah. as well. So and, and who then, is she? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, so she, I don't know. She was a friend of mine. She just she was just somebody that went. You know, she w- li- was living in Hitchin, um, and that's where Food Rescue Hub started. Um, and and like she's interested. So she's passionate about food. Yeah. Right. So if, if, so if round here we've got lots of people that are passionate about food, they do a lot of things like foraging. Yes. So foraging and. Uh, food waste or um sustainable local um food it's 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 quite strong around here so she just came because she's that sort of girl so it's literally the people of Hertfordshire feeding the people of Hertfordshire yes absolutely yes, absolutely yeah we've got another one guys sort of... called Ickleford Community Larder and that's um a little little village just down the road so in our corner of North Hearts we're about how many miles away from each other are we all about seven miles yeah. from the, there are three of us and we work together ish so you like triplets <laughs> you like sort of brothers and sisters brothers and sisters yeah, yeah. okay so you're, you're just you're the sisters of surplus so, oh yes. my god i like that yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah the sisters <laughs> of surplus <laughs> <laughs> the comrades of canned food Thank you. That's very good too. I like that. This is sticking. Let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> well, so it's food products then. It's not cooked meals, or is it both? Uh, with uh, that, with us, it's just food rescue hub. It is just um, un- uncooked food. So it's just best before food um, that we collect from the supermarkets and make sure it doesn't go to landfill and it goes out to the community because it is perfectly good food. You do. Um, we do. We do a bit of both. So we started as a community cafe offering food on tables on the side but now we've moved much more to a social grocery where you offer best before fruit and veg we don't take meat it's too complicated Mm. um or anything chilled it's just best before not used by at all um and we try to in order to reduce the stigma of food waste in inverted commas we try to cook with it so we cook with it on a thursday where there's a specific team that come in and they do takeaways Right, and so what sort of stuff's on the menu? What sort of stuff do you guys we cook? We have, depending which team is cooking, we can have Mexican tacos, we've got Chinese noodles, we've got veg curry, veg um, veg chilli, we've got bread and butter pudding, we've got uh, pasta zania, um, we've got toasties, we've got jackets, all sorts, soup, all sorts. Oh, this is making me starving. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the same up and down the country. Lots of cats, lots of little food rescue cats do the same. It's and we've uh, at Best Before Cafe. We've tried to make a point of going to visit loads of people. So we visited um, Kitchen Nine in Margate, and then there's the Northern Soul Kitchen up in um, Berwick upon Tweed. Random Cafe um, in Watford, and we all do the same with that food. The food that's supposed to be going in the bin. Lots of different people do lots of things with it, and I love that. Yeah, it's all different iterations, but using the same um, what's the word produce? Same, yeah, same base, base ingredients. Yeah. Base, what is that term? The surplus, the surplus, and it can be ra- random, can't it? Uh, very random, 
Like random meals, you mean? Yeah. Random what we get from the supermarkets. Right, you know. yeah. Um, sometimes the surplus is bananas and you get tons of bananas and then one week it's potatoes Peppers. or radishes. Tomatoes. Loads and loads of tomatoes. So you have to encourage people to take as many tomatoes as they need and also then you give them tips on how to cook it, freeze it, store it, so it doesn't you know, go in the bin. Because you won't necessarily get what you want yeah. because there's not that choice all the time. So it's that sort of thing. But that's really fantastic, then, that you give people tips on sort of how to use it and store it. That's amazing because I think that's part of the difficulty sometimes is that perhaps people don't know what to do with it. With our surplus, yes, I would say so. Yeah. Because we get celeriac and fennel and okra and yeah. all sorts of things like that that we just have to Google ourselves, research what to do with it. Yeah. And all of the volunteers that are involved, I think probably with both of us, they're they're all foodies themselves. So everybody brings a different recipe or something from their culture maybe that um, they're like, oh, yeah, we use lots yeah. of that in, in our culture and – it's it's nice to be able to share that and we're as much I think about sort of food education and and what to do with that surplus food as anything else it's it's about community and and bringing everybody together to talk about food and talk about surplus food in a in a healthy way um I think that's really important though it's the fact that you, everybody can talk about food. Everybody can talk about food. And it's a, so it doesn't mean, do you know what I mean? Everybody can talk about it. So it means that you could be rich, poor, young, old, from wherever, whatever circumstances you have, yeah. you've got a focal point to discuss or talk about, and that brings people together, which has been said before, but it's just lovely to see it in action. Yeah, absolutely. And it's lovely yeah. when people are in, you know, there ends up being queues um, outside um our venues and it's lovely to see the community chatting amongst themselves and sharing their own recipes like oh you know we have people that come to us regularly whether that's because they need the food or they're coming for environmental reasons it's open to everybody and I love that they all chat about what they what they what they did or with the food that they got like oh Mm. what did you do with the tons of radishes that you got last week or Mm. You know, they share recipes, they share knowledge, they share traditions perhaps with food and, and make food a central conversation. And it, it, like you say, it's something that can be shared amongst everybody. Completely. I mean, it just connects us all, doesn't it? Yes. And so what about you guys? What's your current relationship with food look like? We talked about this earlier. Didn't yeah, we? we did. Yeah, <laughs> we both come from very European backgrounds. Yeah. Um, so food for me has always been about family um, connection. We've, I've always I've been brought up in the kitchen. I always think um, so. We we I learned to cook from a young age. Um, we we were brought up around the dinner table. All our conversation and everything went. You know. We lived around the table. We weren't allowed any electric, you know, um, electrical devices or anything like that around the table. So you're younger than me. I never had them. No, well, (laughs) they they weren't really. (laughs) I don't know. We didn't have them in my house. Yeah. Um, Just because it was about food and it was about family. And 
they they came hand in hand in my my life so I kind of try and make sure that that's what happens you know with my family as well it sounds like an uh, the food rescue hub as well, you know. So it sort of sounds yeah. like there's these parallels between what's happening, your fa- you know, you growing up, your family yeah. now, and what you're doing with food rescue. Yeah, absolutely. So would you? Well, just wondering, do you think sort of? I mean, to both of you, do you think there's been much differences in your past relationship with food to your current? I'm not mine. I've always been always been brought up to eat what's on your plate eat um you don't waste food uh, it's all top to tail in our was in our house it's um with my mum particularly um she came from a background where um everything was grown in the garden and if it wasn't found in the garden it was found they went foraging because actually they had to um not because they wanted to or that it was trendy or anything like that they had to so um, from my point of view, it's all it's about waste. You can't it makes me feel weird wasting stuff. I don't mean to be evangelistic about it or anything like that. It's just that's my particular personal upbringing. You don't waste food. It's too valuable. And I think that's something that we could all do with incorporating, you know, because I think it's probably worrying that wasting food has become normal. You know, I think we almost need to sort of go back to actually thinking it is a weird thing to do. I, I just think that we're banging up. We are we are slowly, yeah. In our little part of Hertfordshire, we're tra- changing that stigma. Yeah. That uh, that actually it's not waste. It's valuable food. We are. Yeah. We're doing a really. I think we're doing quite a good job. Yes. Thank you. Um, that actually <laughs> um, that people come to us because we don't get anymore. When I first when I first started the cafe in the community hall, people used to you could, you could hear people as they walk past saying, "Oh no, that bread is stale." Or, you know, you can't eat that bread. We now, to, in order to get rid of our bread, because bread is our worst culprit for surplus, in order to get to um, share the bread, we offer bread in the shop, but also we put crates of bread outside. So people, because we've both got queues, that's our biggest issue, is that people have to be patient enough to queue to get into our venues. But we put bread outside in crates and that goes. So we no longer have a bread surplus problem because it goes outside there's an anonymity to just picking up bread so little clusters of people come we have it on either side of the door they come and take away bread and that to me is the biggest change that we've had nobody says anymore that bread is stale or that bread is moldy because it's not at all that makes sense yeah i think the only thing um, food wise with me that's changed is i i guess i make more environmental or sustainable um, decisions about, you know, making sure that, you know, I pick up, if I pick up veg in the supermarket and stuff like that, I'm not going to buy the stuff that's wrapped in plastic and things like that. Um, I don't think my parents did. I I think I try and do that a bit more consciously. I think I've tried to reduce the amount of meat and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I have a little bit more, you know, try for meat-free Mondays or sometimes it's not Monday, it'd be any other day of the week, but... I think I've tried tried to reduce that sort of thing just for environmental reasons. But I think it's still about sharing food yeah. and family. Yeah, and I guess sort of knowledge and information as well, isn't it? You know, because um, 
you know, even just by you talking about, you know, trying to make the effort to buy stuff that's not wrapped in plastic or doing meat free Monday, you know, you'll have somebody just sort of says, Oh, well, what's that all about? And yeah. we'll pay an interest and perhaps sort of take it on themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. Yep. And so, I mean, what do you guys feel like you do particularly well when it comes to reducing food waste? I mean, it's sort of, I don't know, it feels like um, I'm sort of just asking the obvious, <laughs> considering you volunteering all your time to reduce think, it. Yeah, Actually, talking about it with, with other people in the community, I think sharing a passion, I think people... You know, even if they come and visit us and they come and visit for the first time, I think it's the passion of all of the volunteers and everybody about how important it is and is is something that we that we offer that we, it's that it's almost like a personal service, isn't it? It's uh let's talk about food and let's let's try and share share this problem. Yeah. I from mine's different answer. My, my my answer is that actually when you mute the proposal of right we're going to supermarkets um and we're going to go and pick up food waste I, we don't struggle for volunteers at all no. we have got a little network that is so simple to replicate all over it could be in any well i've always said any town village city or hamlet could have a food rescue place mm -hmm. whether it be a stall or a, a community hall anyone can do it and so our model is that fact that our volunteers in their own cars as well as you know the shop has a van it does the most of it but actually lots of little people not little people sorry <laughs> just lots of you know, just it's just small you can do it small scale or big scale yeah. but small scale we've got loads of people that go out in their cars late at night pick up food bring it back to a central place and it's done but and that we don't have to ask volunteers people want to do it why do you think that is? Because nobody likes food waste. Mm, they, didn't know what, mm, they didn't know what to do about it. I think that's such an important point, isn't it? You know, like, yeah, that this is something that nobody likes, but no. often they don't know what to do with it. Or Yeah, no. And so we've got an outlet for that. And my favourite bit of, of our, of the CAF, is so we have a shop. It's open four, five days a week, four days a week, five days a week. But um, we never have surplus at the end on a Friday because we found eight ladies in areas of social housing that basically give, um, we deliver to them trays of food and their community comes and picks it up and they just take it for free. So actually we have zero food waste. That's incredible, really it's incredible. It's and that's the favourite, that's the most positive bit because we don't have to that is what anyone can do you can put food food store a food table a trestle table outside your house and offer food like they do in Norfolk or in you yeah. know when when you've got surplus apples or leaks in your allotment you put them out on a food store so we've got that yeah that's true yeah. yeah I mean that's a really good point I never sort of made a connection like that you know but I've, yeah. I've, I've often sort of driven down the road and I've seen yeah. people that have left like fallen apples outside yeah. or my friend's allotment, they leave sort of fruit and veg. I've never sort of connected. That obviously, you can do that. So why can't you do the same by way of setting up a food waste shop or stall? Well, you can. Lockdown helped us ever such a lot mm. because of that. It's now become normal to put food stalls out because you're not supposed to put food stalls out because it's not covered. But because the ladies, um, it's a limited amount of time. 
that actually, and they're up above 45 centimetres, that actually it's legitimate just about. But because of lockdown, we are now not um, worried about them. They are, have now become the norm. Well, that's really incredible, you know, really amazing. Is there anything that you guys want to do more of when it comes to reducing food waste? Well, mine is mine's going back to the Earthshot Earth Prize. So the Earthshot Prize um, was given to Milan for food waste. And I, I watched the news that week and just went, and everybody went, oh, look, we're collecting so much more food waste than Milan does. And the point was that it was a top-down policy. So not grassroots. It was... Um, it was from it's so it's a government no a citywide yeah. policy written so it's legal documentation that makes people have not you're not allowed to have food waste yeah. and that to me is really really important that actually we we're chugging away yeah in the local in the, in the provinces darling doing all our bit but actually it should be a nationwide or citywide or townwide policy and there should be more policy for everybody to be more conscious of, of, yeah. of waste yeah you know it shouldn't in a way it shouldn't be down to us to be, be setting up our little projects and because we might leave there's nothing permanent about us it's to do with our passion and energy do you see what I mean it's yeah like, well I guess you sort of feed it into a bit I suppose like my last question, which was, you know, um, what food, what changes would you want to see in the world yeah. when it comes to food waste? And I'm wondering, is that it then, that you would want to sort of see more um, policy changes? Yes, definitely. And like you said, sort of a top-down top down approach, because it is very much reliant well, top down on... Top-down meeting, um, top-down meeting bottom. Yeah, the bottom's that's already good, yeah. there. It just needs to be tied, tied down so that it's permanent rather than temporary. And depending on... The passion and energy of volunteers out there. Yeah. So, sort of, how do you think you would do that? Do you think I suppose I'm just thinking out loud, and I'm wondering things like penalties for sort of stores and eateries that are wasting food. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't I don't agree with penalties. Okay. I just I actually think there needs to be a conversation between councillors, MPs. Yeah. Watford. So Watford. So random cafes where I got my inspiration for our cafe from. Watford's MP, I can't remember his name, I'm really sorry, took um, um, supermarket managers, um, food waste volunteers, food provision, people for um, food charities, took them to the um, Houses of Parliament last month. And, and because he was passionate about it, so he did a round table thing with all the people that were had vested interest in food provision and basically made it more legitimate. Does that, does that answer yeah. that question? So it's actually... You need people at the top to meet the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess sort of, I mean, it's amazing that you guys are having these food conversations sort of amongst communities and yeah. your local communities. But like you said, sort of meeting people, well, communities meeting cabinets, I guess, as well. Yeah. 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 Which would be good. And then somebody, because we're not necessarily politicians or policy makers, we're practical housewives, working people that are just happen to be passionate about it. There are people there that can do policy making, talking, those negotiations that and weaving their way through um, that sort of environment. That's not necessary. That's not our environment at all. We're not experienced at that. We need somebody to if we were to be in there, somebody would need to be holding my hand for certainly, yeah, certainly. Because we're yeah. practical. 
Absolutely. And and like you said, I don't think it can be sort of re- completely reliant on the people. I mean, it's amazing that you've got people that have sort of got the will and energy to be doing all of these things, but you can't have it sort of completely reliant because like you said, what happens when with people are not around, you know? And yeah. I think sort of the last couple of years of um really sort of honed in actually um you know sort of how quickly things can change you know sort of how short life is you know and um and like you said I guess there almost needs to be something there needs to be sort of something for this to hang it on as well you sort of need a framework don't you in the foundations which goes back to the earth shot that's why I think earth the earth shot prize was given to Milan because they had a framework yeah 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 absolutely and I guess then it becomes I suppose if you've got a framework you know in the way that people have been able to see what you guys are doing and um, set up sort of stalls and shops of their own if you've got a framework then that can sort of translate amongst um, boroughs and counties and other countries have a look at Brighton if you look at Brighton I've just come back from Brighton from the weekend they've got the Brighton and Hove Food Partnership that's really a forward thinking um, being set up in the early 2000s. It was set up. They've got the best um, kind of understanding of how food is linked together. So if you look at their model, they're really good as well. And if you sort of notice any striking differences or similarities when you look in at other um, projects and shops. Yes, I suppose so. That so, um, some people say, for example, just they are a chef and they're using food waste to um, make their food with, and so they are, are a, a little business of their own. They get paid and things like that, and they make it a profitable business. Maybe not much, but it's profitable. So that's up. At, um, I can see that happening in um, up in Berrycon Tweed and down in Margate, um, in Watford. They have a they've got a new site where they've got allotments going on. They've got an allotment going on. They're produced. So they're growing their own food to um, supply the shop. Plus, they're using food waste. So that's very much an all uh, full circle sort of um, environmental project. Yeah, I think, you know, some some of us are dealing with surplus and, and we kind of set up solely for environmental reasons and the fact that we're um feeding people um that potentially need the food we we sometimes get um people people might think we're a food bank oh yeah we get that quite a lot and yes um it's not that we we don't want want to be a food bank that's not um that's not why we're we set up it was solely for environmental reasons and we don't want you know some people come to us and say oh I don't know whether I should um come and visit food rescue hub because I, I don't need the food and you know my answer is always you, you don't you don't need to need the food in order to come we need you to do your environmental part and come and rescue this surplus food we don't we don't mind who in the community comes and rescues you know that shouldn't be down to those in need to come and just deal with waste problem and why should they only get 
the food that was going to be thrown away. That's that's all of our responsibility to make sure that food is rescued and doesn't go to landfill because there's nothing wrong with that food. I think that's a really important point. It's actually giving me goosebumps because I think there's almost something, isn't there? It's sort of like what we're sort of deeming as like food waste or surplus food is just um, for those in need. And actually what we're sort of indirectly doing is like um, widening the rich and poor gap. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's my favourite thing when a, a, an unwitting customer comes along to the calf and says, oh, no. I can't take this. This is for people in need. I, 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 I just say, actually, it's not the poorest people, but responsibility for getting rid of our food waste. Everybody's responsible for this food waste. If you think about the figures in, in the UK of 70 percent of our food waste comes from households. So it's it's about that. And, and it, it's it's not about being in need because we have. In the UK, we have absolutely brilliant places for people to go <coughs> to get nutritionally adequate food to support themselves. We can't guarantee that. Oh, food no. rescue hub, I'm sorry. Yeah, so we, you know, we don't know what we're going to get. Um, we generally always have lots of fruit and vegetables. Um, but yeah, it's. I, th I think it's just important that we're not leaving that to yeah. the needy to come make it, you know, their issue. Yeah, absolutely. I think it should be that sort of, you know, good quality food is accessible to all, you yeah. know, and actually the issue is sort of food waste, surplus waste is the responsibility of us all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think as well, it just sort of goes to show how much surplus food there is because I think the reality is even if you were to sort of feed everybody in need in this country or surplus food there would still be surplus you know yeah, that's absolutely. sort of how how big the problem is yeah um I mean well you're both doing an incredible job um oh Susie have you got some water there how are you getting <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is the season for coughing, isn't it? Yeah. I think I've got something stuck in my throat. I haven't got COVID. Oh. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I know. That is like the, um, you know, it's, it's a prerequisite all the time now, isn't it? Whenever sort of like anybody coughs or sneezes, you're like, it's not COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so if people want to sort of find out more about both of your projects or like where should they go, like? whether it's online or in person, where's the best place to find you guys? Yeah, so we've got a website, um, foodrescuehub.uk. Um, so all the information's on there. We're on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, same um, as us. We've got a website, Best Before Cafe, uh, yeah, bestbeforecafe.co.uk. On Facebook, at Best Before Cafe. On Instagram, at Best Before Cafe. Yeah. It's been really lovely chatting to you both. I've really enjoyed it. It's looking yeah, very you. Christmassy in the background. Is that a plant or is that Christmas that I can see? Did you see a candle? Is that what you mean? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I think? Maybe it's the greenery that's making me sort of think oh, it yeah, looks yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I've got plants up here trying to get them here. Trying to rescue these plants. Oh, <laughs> Well, it's been lovely chatting to you both. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. They really thank you for you know, everything that you do on, on, on Instagram. It's absolutely brilliant. It yeah. really is. Oh, all the people that you've gathered that. together, 
I wish, I wish, I, I hope that your success, I don't really know, I don't look at the numbers, but the people that you've gathered together in your podcast are really excellent, really cool yeah. people. Oh, amazing. 